With SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes, you can simply print postage stamps and shipping labels, even when working remotely. Go to pb.com slash TMS and access a special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com slash TMS. Coming up on TMS, I don't like to concede. Wet coats that sag and drip. Thackham drawing tablet. Press your little ding. Most watched YouTube do 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 do. Amber alerts, the only allowed vibrators in Utah. There are 20 Spanish questions. A soggy hose is the worst. Which goat is the meaner drunk? Brian's laboratory. The Cuba. Tickling the bottom here. Equatorial linguini. What? are two characters from Avengers Infinity War. Making things with Bill. Major spoilers and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Listen, you can giggle and stink all you want, but I have a credit card, so (laughs) on you. She drank the poison that Captain Hook intended for Peter Pan. The Morning Stream. That's my safety word. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to The Morning Stream for Monday, November 9th, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. Yes, we were looking for Ipswich clans. The answer is Ipswich clans. Oh, man. John, you've got the board. Such a bummer, sad day for everybody. Uh, uh, say goodbye to our, to our good pal. Oh, you know what? I want to play a thing, but I have to mute it or I have to beep it in post. I don't mind doing that. I have, a, I have a. Okay, so I have a. Uh, wow, is it Alex Trebek dropping some f bombs? Yeah, something? it's an f bomb Alex Trebek f bomb moment, which I found yesterday, and uh, it's, a, it's a rare thing. This to my it's, understanding. It's gotta be. Uh, it's gotta be fake. There's no way that man ever uttered. No, it's real. I watched the video. It's totally real. Okay, He's like okay. super irritated because they're making him do this reread over and over of this promotion they were doing. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll send you the whole video because it's pretty funny. Okay. All right. But at some point they said. Uh, they said, hey, Alex, can you do that one more time? I'm pretty sure so-and-so is not going to like that run. And he goes, he basically just said, F him. And I have it right here. So I'm going to play this here, and then I'm going to make a mark here so I know to come bleep this later. All right, here we go. Come. <laughs> one more time. Come. Yeah, it's, uh, that's the swears from that's Alex funny. Trebek. It's almost like he's describing a very popular drawing tablet company. Wickham. I think it's pronounced Wacom, uh, Alex. <laughs> Wacom. It's funny, it. like even his, even his, uh, even his f bomb sounds like he's like he's correcting James Holzhauer. It's great. I yeah, love it. Always, always be presenting is what uh, is what that guy did. But anyway, uh, kind of a bummer. Uh, I'm I'm just going to go ahead and make the argument that he is the greatest uh, uh, game show host of all time. And uh, I don't think any others compare. As soon as I put up a little thing the other day saying, ah, he'll be missed and this and that, somebody immediately said, oh, well, if you like uh, misogynistic jerks, then I guess you like Alex Trebek. Why is it when everyone dies, somebody somewhere comes out of the woodwork and tells me that that person was bad for some reason? And also, most of the time, not offer any kind of information about it because I can't. I've never heard anything to that that, uh, effect. I haven't either. My guess is some people just want to watch the world burn. And that's what that person was doing. I don't know. But nonetheless, uh, look at it just from this perspective. Jeopardy sets itself apart for being intelligent mm-hmm. and deep and not just throw away garbage game showy stuff. It's, right? 
Yeah, I mean, basically, they qualify their hosts, or I'm sorry, they qualify their 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 contestants, um, not with all right, who can who can clap their hands and cheer the loudest? I want to really see some energy coming out of you, and and that's evidenced by some of the contestants that they get. Let's be honest. Sure. I know some of these people. I know lots of these people. <laughs> yeah. You may have had to deal dealt with these people even recently. Mm. Even recently, as a matter mm. of fact. Um, and uh, it's not like your Wheel of Fortune uh, uh, Thunderdome for chiclet heads. This is like <laughs> academics and uh, uh, and brainiacs and poindexters and and people who deserve to be up there. So yeah, they deserve it. The Ken Jennings of the world. Exactly. So anyway, exactly. I personally am very bummed and uh, and uh, don't I don't like it. No, sir, I don't. Uh, also, also, here's the other thing. The story is that he, during his, uh, you know, initial, uh, diagnosis with mm-hmm. stage four pancreatic cancer and all steps of treatment, that dude still got up every day mm-hmm. and got it done. Whereas if I yeah. had a headache this morning, I might've <laughs> called in sick. You know what I mean? Like, I'm right. I've got to bump the show. I've got to, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who the new host is going to be. We can speculate on that later, but uh, that'll be an interesting thing to see what they. Is that, do. Yeah, I don't. I, if, it's somebody, not going to be. Jennings. If there's anybody out there who remembers what I what what we said when we were talking about potential Jeopardy hosts, we said, well, we don't ever want to think about when finally this the cancer, you know, finally yeah. uh, takes Alex, or if he if he's able to to come out from it. But uh, whatever, we we talked about potential hosts. I can't remember who we. I don't even know. Up. Did but, we did we even come up with maybe one? I, take don't, some, I don't remember. What's that? Oh, did we even come up with one? I don't know if we did. I thought we came up with a couple great names and I can't remember. Maybe we did. Yeah. We maybe did. I don't remember. Yeah. But here's what I know for sure. What do you know for sure? I know that uh they'll find someone. And it won't be Ken Jennings. That's what I know. No, Ken uh, Jennings is, is a great guy, but does not have the charisma to be a game show host. No, and he would tell you that. Like Ken Jennings wouldn't you know he he doesn't think he'll he'd be host so yeah uh i mean if know. any if any of those of any of those people who were like the the goats mm-hmm. uh brad rudder would probably be the one that's got the charisma and the energy to actually um do it and pull it off oh wow if i take a if i take a river trip without brad am i going rudderless <laughs> exactly you're going you're going retroless ah, yes okay got it brad, brad rudder is great I don't even know who that is. I guess I'm not. I mean, I like Jeopardy, but I guess I'm not like super into it as much. Never, as. never met uh, Alex Trebek, but I've hung out with the three guys who are the um, the GOATs: the, the Ken Jennings, Brad Rutter, and James Holzhauer. I played trivia with with all three of them in Vegas. Which one's the meaner drunk? Which one of those guys? Just uh, really... the only one I've well, uh, Ken Jennings doesn't drink. Oh, that's right. James Holzhauer. Boy, I don't know if you'd be able to tell if he was drunk or not. I mean, he's like such a <laughs> stoic robot. Um, Brad Rudder would be the best and the worst drunk, I think. Wow. All right. Yeah. You heard it here first, everybody. Dude it- knows his Mad Men trivia. Oh, that's interesting. His, that's his specialty. Oh, that's interesting. So it's the one show he knows everything about. That's why well, I mean, he knows a lot about everything. But uh, yeah. but when they asked him, all right, pick your specialty. We're going to ask you five questions about it. Uh it was uh, it was Mad Men. So the chat room's bouncing around this idea, and I actually think this is possible. You could see Ken Jennings or one of the other goats or all of them in some other role there, you know, like some kind of behind the scenes. Oh, we're going to help you structure writers and, stuff. and yeah. stuff like that for sure. Yeah, I could see that. 
I mean, we don't we don't have, we don't need them for anything else now. It's not like they're you've been established <laughs> as the greatest players. You're done. Like you don't need to come back and do it again. Like yeah, different job, new thing. Get in there, get it done. Exactly. Hey, we got snow, so that's cool. Uh, it's like 30 <laughs> degrees today, and uh, sure. it's freaking cold, and the dogs hate it, and uh, so that's great. And it's just the kind of cold that's not a pleasant cold, if if that makes any sense. It's just sharp and nasty cold right now. Mm-hmm. So winter is here. And uh, our lockdown has continued because as of last night, um, I'm sitting here on my phone and talking to my sister and just texting, you know, and then I get this. I look at my phone. Emergency alert. 9 p.m. Governor Gary Herbert. Hospitalizations and cases growth uh, due to COVID-19 are unsustainable. Tune into local TV station around 9.30 p.m. I will address the state to announce a new state emergency statewide mask mandate, restrictions on social gatherings, and expanded testing. After 9.30 p.m., get more information at coronavirus.utah.gov. Okay, so that's what I got. Wow. And everybody got it. All of us went like... Sure. In the house. (laughs) They vibrated the state of Utah. (laughs) Yeah, we really did. It's usually this, you know, everyone thought it was like an Amber Alert or something. Not that that's no big deal, but you know what I mean. Like just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's just another Amber Alert. Another, uh, another Amber Another alert. kid taken by someone and is in danger. <sighs> no, but it's like I saw this and went, ah, man. And sure enough, uh, we, we tuned into it and the governor's pissed. He's like, all right. And also some people are pissed at him because back in March, I think he just put too much faith in people and just said, I know everyone will do the right thing and, and mask up and do. Yeah, we're not going to mandate it because I just know everyone in their hearts will do the right thing. Well, most of the state didn't. So now he's pissed because nobody did. And now he's having to lay it down. And part of me thinks because he got he's he's retiring this year and we got a new governor voted in during the election. Spencer Cox. Um, I just like to say his last name in a a provocative (laughs) way. Anyway, Spencer Cox takes over. It'd be great if his middle name was man. (laughs) Spencer Man Cox. Uh, but he he was the lieutenant governor and is going to be in there. But part of me thinks that Gary Herbert's like, well, I'm not in anymore. I can just I, now I can finally say what now I it think. Now piss people is, off. And yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. So there's a little of that. What going are they going to do? Not reelect me? Yeah. So now there's like a statewide mandate that before now there were different counties had different rules. Um, I talked to a friend it's- at a hospital yesterday. She said, "Listen to this. This is terrible." Um, I have it right here. Sorry, I thought I had it right here. So I was, I was going back and forth, just saying, "Hey, what you know? What are things like on your end?" And their answer to me was, "Me not finding it. Fantastic. Well, that worked <laughs> out great, and I'm glad I couldn't. I can't share that with you. But basically, she's she's a she works in the social worker part of the world there at the at the hospital, and um, they had to convert a uh, neonatal unit or a a baby unit." What's is that called? I don't know what that's called. Place where you take care of kids. Neonatal unit, yeah. Uh, you know. Pediatric unit, that's it. Pediatric ward, okay. You mm-hmm. had to convert that into ICU beds because Jeez. they're running out. Like, it's bad. And they had to bring in a bunch of... Oh, I did tweet it. I could look at it on Twitter. Anyway, it's just... We gotta... Oh, man, you guys, we gotta do this. And there's good news today about the vaccine. We, uh, Pfizer... Mm-hmm. Uh, who ninety percent effective is yeah, what they're saying? That's really good yeah. to hear. I'll take ninety. Yeah, I'll <laughs> definitely take ninety. So that'd be that'd be great. And uh, you know, let's get let's keep going. But just I don't know, man. I'm freaking frustrated. Yeah. It's about it's, part it's, of it is because it is cold and it is snowing and I gotta be. I have to camp. I don't want to camp. 
Anyway, what are you oh, say? you don't want to be you don't want to be locked down. Is what you're saying? Yeah, I don't want to camp. Whatever. You know, we, that's what 2020 is. It's these freaking four walls right here. It's 2020 for me. Yeah. It's all I'm seeing take right here in this room. Brian takes his vacations in the uh, the 3D printer room, his maker room. That's where he gets <laughs> his fun. I get you. I'm calling that the laboratory, and I'm not calling it the laboratory. It has to be pronounced the laboratory. Yeah. Laboratory, so, I like that. Now I tell Tina, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be working on some computers in the laboratory. The laboratory. <laughs> and the lightning goes off and everything. Fantastic. Yeah, I want some I want a, a bunch of beakers all with uh <laughs> dry ice in them with smoke coming out and bubbling at the bottom. Bloop, 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 yeah. bloop, bloop. A little helper who's named Beaker going Exactly. Uh Brian, tell me about and your yeah. trivia experience on Saturday, please. Yeah, so uh, Saturday uh, afternoon, prior to Dungeons & Dragons night, where we had a great time, Saturday was, uh, for the most part, a big trivia competition. I teased about this or talked a little bit about this on Friday with this really great tool that allows people to have a space bar buzzer lockout system that is awesome. This thing works great. And um, they're using that tool with uh, this this uh, trivia tournament brackets and and stuff to kind of you know do a little a little impromptu uh, replacement for the annual event that usually takes place in Vegas uh, in August. Mm-hmm. And so we all signed up. They randomly question mark uh, seated teams to play against each other, and each team was guaranteed six games. So you would play round robin. You'd, you'd basically be put into a rundle with uh, three other teams um, initially. And then you'd play against all the three other teams in your rundle to determine who plays then in the brackets and, and moves through. And uh, uh, we got pitted against um, Colby, Colby's team. Colby, you might remember, as a Jeopardy champion who was also on the TV show King of the Nerds on TBS years and years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Brilliant guy. Uh, we also got pitted against Yogesh Rout, another uh, Jeopardy champion in the oh, second game. We just game. talked about him somewhere. Where were we talking about Yogesh Rout? Last night on, or yesterday on Film Sack? Or, or we talked about him on, on uh, after Film Sack or before Film Sack. It, was, uh, it wasn't recorded, but yeah, we talked about that? Yogesh Rout. I don't even remember what the um, context was. Oh, I guess you were telling some of this story, and that's what it was. So I think I was telling some of this story, yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, anyway, so our three games, two of which had... Uh, Jeopardy champions in them. We actually beat Yogesh's team because Yogesh was having, as smart as he is on trivia, did not get his Zoom or his uh, Discord setup working. Oh man! See, so he could buzz in, but he couldn't answer questions, and so we kind of we kind of lucked out with that. We won uh, one of our three initial games, which put us in the consolation bracket, the second bracket. Yeah, and. Uh, and then in the, in the consolation bracket, we handily won all three of our all three of our, our games there. So we ended up um, in the top of, and then we won our final game. So we ended up in the top of the consolation bracket. So best of the best of the second half is what I'm going to say uh, how we did. Um, but the questions, the way they ask these questions, is not like your typical "What is the capital of Argentina?" kind of thing. It is <laughs> these are called trash style. And the, the trash is an acronym for like trivial recall of the, uh, yeah, exactly. I can't recall what the last three <laughs> letters of trash stand for, but it's somebody ham fisted an acronym together. 
to call it trash. But I want to give you a couple trash style questions to show you what they're like. The way they go, it's it's if you think about a funnel, mm-hmm. they're basically you're trying to get to this one answer, as you are with any trivia question. Um and you start with a very um non-obvious clue and then it moves to a less obvious clue and a less or a more obvious clue and a more obvious until you finally get to the thing that basically says the answer you're looking for is this thing that you wear on your feet and rhymes with flu <laughs> kind of thing. Oh. Ding shoe. Exactly. Exactly. So, I'm going to give you some uh, I'm going to give you some sample Oh, well done. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to give you some sample questions and I want to see how you do. Answer as soon as you think you know it or press your little ding your little ding sound effect. Oh. And I'll stop reading the question. And that's when you got to answer. Okay, okay. Fair enough. I got it. All right. I'm nervous. Uh, question number three. Yeah. In a May 2019 update to a website about this non political action, its creator, Dylan D., quoted The Dark Knight by claiming, quote, It isn't about the money, it's about sending a message. A woman central to the subject of this hypothetical action noted, quote, The genocide was there. That was always going to happen when discussing what might be different if it occurred. Many supporters of this action cited the sudden and awkward separation of Ghost from his owner. A website calling for this action opens by noting, quote, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss have proven themselves to be woefully incompetent. Over 1.6 million people have signed a 2019 change.org petition concerning for 10 points. There we go. Go ahead. Okay. So I answer this by saying uh, what I think it is, right? Like, yes. Now you answer. Now this is where you would see. Well, no, I, I understand that part, but. I just want to make sure I'm answering it right, like kind of like on Jeopardy, answer the question, that sort of thing. Oh, right? you don't have to answer all your questions. Okay, just say, so just yeah. Game of Thrones is that the answer? Uh, I need to. Uh, let's see. Do I? Uh, I Game of Thrones season six or five, nine, whatever it is. What are, where are we? Eight. Eight. Let's say eight. Okay. Uh, the remaking of Game of Thrones eight is the answer that, that we were <sighs> okay. looking for. Yes. Okay. Uh, now I get it. Can we do another one? I want to hear another. Absolutely. One. Right. Now that you know the format, now let's see how you right. how you do. Uh, uh, better. Let's go. This is how I play a... video games. I, I play until I die, and then I go. Oh, okay, I get it, and then I play the video game again. That's yeah. How this works. So now you're hearing that it's like vague, a little less vague, slightly less vague, vague, yeah. you know, and that sort of thing. Sure. All right. In his first day on the job, a man with this occupation described he and his co-workers hitting Sue Steinberg in the head with a champagne bottle. A woman holding this position repeatedly shouted, Nixon now, at a Bill Clinton inaugural ball, and now hosts a show on the Fox Business Network. A contest to find a new person with this specific occupation led to the hiring of Dave Holmes, even though Holmes lost to fellow hire Jesse Camp. Before appearing in films, Polly Shore held this occupation. Wubba 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 was a catchphrase of a woman with this job who is known as Downtown. J.J. Jackson and Martha Quinn were among the original five of... Go ahead. MTV VJs. <laughs> exactly, yes. Oh, this is great. I love this. Yeah. This is yeah. fun, although I'm sure somebody would have gotten it before me, but like, I know I'm oh, slow. Yeah. I'm sure For I'm sure. slow. Yeah. Let's uh, give you another one. Yeah, give me another uh, one. I like these. This is good prep for uh, uh, okay. Babel Royale, guys. This is good. (laughs) All right. Question number 14. One of these two characters. So I'm looking for two characters is the answer. One of these two characters gives the other an item he stole from, quote, some jerk following a bet on Contraxia. On one mission, these characters repair what appears to be an uh, Alderson disc frozen in place. After five years apart, one of these characters convinces the other to leave his new home by way of the phrase, quote, there's beer on the ship. 
during a discussion about their respective tragedies, one of these characters explains that while his brother is dead, he's, quote, been dead before. While suggesting a trip from Nedavalier to acquire Stormbreaker, one of these characters says of the other that, quote, the rabbit is correct. For 10 points, oh, maybe it's unlikely... Beep, beep. Go ahead. Uh, sorry, I forgot I was supposed to push that. Um, uh, the, the, the Avengers. Uh, uh, Infinity War. Uh, the one, the, the, remember, I'm and, looking for two characters here. Oh, 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 oh right. Uh, uh, that's Thor. Uh-huh. And... Uh, uh, the the uh, the rocket raccoon. There you go, oh, Thor and Rocket. Jesus, uh... <laughs> this is why I'm bad. I would be bad at like pro trivia because I get really hyped up and like freaky, and then when I know the answer, my yeah. brain goes into hyper mode and I can't get it out. I would just f it all up. Brian, right. that's no, why you totally, gotta have a cool head. That's cool. Totally, uh, totally makes sense. Uh, should we give you one last? Give one? me one more. Give me one more. All right, um, let me find a good one. Um, done awaiting. <laughs> that's what that's called when I pause. Done awaiting. That's awesome. Done awaiting. All right, here we go. Uh, a reworking of this song that changed only one line was recreated for the 2014 album Holiday. The dance duo Fats and Small created a 99 version of this song, which repeatedly references only blue talk and love. Songwriter Ali Willis absolutely hated that Maurice White added a nonsense phrase to the chorus of this song, which describes a time when, quote, our hearts were ringing in the key that our souls were singing. Despite plenty of stories to the contrary, the time described at the start of the song was chosen because it sounded good and not as a reference to the autumnal equinox. For 10 points, name this infectious 1978 funk song by Earth, Wind, and Fire that asks if you remember the 21st night of the title month. September. Yes. See, <laughs> <laughs> so you would have gotten that like in the first line, my guess. Yeah, so there were, uh, there's like a half of the question is written in bold, the, the second half is written in non bold. And if you answer within the first, the bold part of the question, you get 15 points. If you answer within the non-bold, you get 10 points. Oh, that's so cool. And, what a cool thing that is. I love it. Yeah, this. and I had quite a few where I answered uh, in the bold yeah. uh, during the, the, the question. Always answer in the bold, Brian. Answer in the bold. Answer in the bold. Answer in the bold. All right, well, I enjoyed the hell out of that. And I also feel warmed up now because uh, we're oh, going to play Battle Yes, Royale. oh, yeah. You've had a warm-up. Dunaway hasn't, so no. this will be interesting. No, he's just sitting around drinking whiskey in the morning and being a butthole. No, I don't know what he does in the morning. <laughs> But we're going to bring him in, and we're going to have some fun, and it's going to be great. And I know we're going to have at least a potential winner out there in the audience. So let's play. Yeah, that's right. Time for Babel Royale with Brian Dunaway. He joins us all the way from South Carolina in these states united. Hello, Brian. Oh, is that where I'm at? Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Oh, hi. It's good oh, to have you hi, here. Brian. Yeah, how are things there? How are you guys doing? You doing all right? Doing good? I, yeah, we're, we're doing good. You know, it's, uh, it's a new week, and... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I'm with you. Are you uh we're it's like yeah. really cold here and snowing. I'm sure it's warm there, so enjoy your weird Yes, it's, it's like around seventies. Yeah. I mean, eh, it's not it's kind of overcast this is like the most uninteresting week ever so far mm. i don't mean to jinx myself but you know weather is eh mm-hmm. you know what that's Tasker. all right with me eh. mm-hmm. yeah i'm exhausted i feel like so this we've is had perfect. a bunch of i feel like we've had a bunch of exciting uh, uh down off all the adrenaline yeah. 
let's have a non-exciting week. Let's have a week where very little to, to raise our blood pressure happens. I agree. I agree. That'd be great. By the way, I, I went into, uh, when I went to my doctor's appointment, they check your blood pressure, right? Like you always do when you go in. Mm-hmm. And she goes, you're looking pretty good, but just a slight tad on the high side. And I said, oh, what does that mean? She goes, probably nothing because you are the eighth of the nine people we've had in today who have had slightly higher blood pressure. So I'm thinking like, yeah. So either like- it is a, a, an epidemic or their, or, or their stuff is broke. Yeah. And maybe their stuff right. is broke. I wouldn't put right. that past them. Anyway, uh, hey, man, I don't know if you guys remember and maybe I just remember incorrectly, but I remember when I was younger, it used to take like forever for them to take your blood pressure. When I go in now, it's like they don't even pump it. You know, they just like it's like five seconds. It's like, yeah, yeah, they're better at (laughs) it. It It used to be a long. Are they better at it? Because I can't believe it. I'm like, how did you get my blood pressure and my pulse when you only was on there for like less than like five seconds? Yeah. yeah, that I seems agree. like a that seems like a poor indicator of average. I tend to agree. I don't know why it was so. Mine was quick as well. It was like in and out of there with that part of it, and she just got the reading right away. It wasn't there was no prolonged pressure of through like my that. through my shirt. They yeah. used like my shirt sleeve was there. They used to be like, take <laughs> off your shirt. We gotta, you know, get intimate. Yeah. Be naked. Right. <laughs> exactly. This and thing, it's like this thing cannot feel pressure through right. a very thin labor of right. a layer of fabric. Yep. Or I labor of fabric. Maybe I don't know nothing. I don't uh, know. So for some reason, nobody's calling and nobody wants to win anything. What's your deal, chat room? No, nobody, you guys are like, nobody. man, I don't want to win anything. Or the system's Come down. You have to try? pick. It's a coin flip, people. Yeah. You yeah. have to pick one name. It may be that they've called, but this thing's not. Oh, I see it ringing now. Maybe they thought somebody had already come in, but no, we have someone now. Let's find out who this okay. is. Hi, good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Norm in the chat. Norm in the chat. Norm. Tom Tom Norm. We're supposed to say Norm. Tom when he Tom comes Norm. in. And we'll say, Tom how's it going, Mr. Peterson? And you say some joke about your wife. <laughs> anyway, it's good to have you here, uh, me Tom up. Norm. Uh, dog eat dog world, and I'm wearing milk bone nope. underwear. There you go. Nailed it. Uh, let's play this game. Brian, you want to explain how it works and what Tom could win? I would be happy to. I'm going to give Scott and Brian a topic, and they're going to go back and forth giving me answers that fit that topic. If one of them gives a wrong answer, a repeated answer, or they take too long to come up with an answer, the win goes to the other player. Tom, um, 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 Norm, your job is to predict who's going to come out on top based on the topic. Today, you're playing for a couple of Steam game prizes, courtesy of Racer951Y. You'll get Tropico 3. Ooh. I've heard of that. I hear it's good. Yeah. And from Matthew Bach, a copy of Talisman digital edition uh, both so big thanks to uh those guys for sending those over both are awesome yeah and i actually think Excellent. tropico 3 is where the series uh like peaked it's it's the best game of the i think oh, really? five is out now on the humble bundle this past month i haven't looked at it it yet. is i did enjoy it three. three three i'm with you three was <clears throat> three was, three was excellent that's yeah. like an island building kind of game sim. right like a civilization it is, sim it is except you're thing. doing like it's like sim city except you're you're trying to create a uh like um cuba style cuba there you dictatorship go. Okay. like 
oppress your people, the kind of thing, and, you know, have a drug thing on the side. Like it's a, it's pretty. Gotcha. It's a real pretty wholesome cool. game, you know. Yeah, yeah real yeah. wholesome yeah. good time. Do I get yeah. Giancarlo Esposito at any point to voice uh, do voices for this thing? No, but if it was today, <laughs> you might have. You might have today. It's too old, I guess. All anyway. right. Well, let's Malkovich, get to Malkovich. Malkovich. Yeah, Malkovich. <laughs> let's get to uh, the quiz today, so that uh, Tom and Norm has a way to guess. Um, uh, Who's doing what? Your topic today uh, is going to be a muy difícil, but muy bien topic. Um, there are twenty countries in the world that oh, have. Oh, really? So that's the Spanish. end of the conversation. Oh, okay. <laughs> Name the twenty questions in the world. All right. uh, there are twenty questions in the world where Spanish is the primary language. Twenty questions in the world. Oh, you meant countries. I'm sorry, 20 countries in the world. Did I say 20 I countries? Was, I thought that was weird. <laughs> yeah, I was getting really confused. Was Dunaway, like... Dunaway screwed me all up with his comment. <laughs> uh, there are 20 countries in the world where <laughs> where Spanish is the primary language. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. I don't know how many you can name. Oh, all right. This will be a good test of our international understanding. I think it will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom and Norm, hearing that topic... Uh, and, and by the way, there's a note to everybody. If you've thought about a really good Babel Royale, Babel Royale topic, please Babel, get it Babel. to me. Put Babel Royale in the <laughs> subject line and email it to coverhill at gmail.com. I've got a few that are like really, really tough, and I want to balance them out with ones that are slightly easier. So nice. so please do. Nice. All right. Uh, so, Tom, um, 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 Norm, uh, who do you think is going to win this one, and who do you want to go first? Well, I'm going to have Dunaway go first. First, I feel like uh, Scott may repeat a country. I think this is one of those uh, <laughs> one of those uh, uh, trip yourself up kind of deals. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So Dunaway, to go, first, yeah. Dunaway, Dunaway to go first and Dunaway to win. Dunaway to go first and Dunaway to win. Okay. Go first. All right. Double up, buddy. What do you got? Go. All right. All right. Just going to make sure we're not going to do anything stupid. So I'm going to go ahead while I get my mulligan available. Let's go ahead and go Spain. Speak Spanish. <laughs> Spain is a good one to start with. Yes. Uh, 47 million. Uh, population as of 2014, Spain uh, primary language is Spanish. Uh, it's where the not Spanish, not Spanish. Real Academia Española is uh, really you know. see see. Um, all right, I'm going to say Mexico. How about that? Mexico is another good one. Yeah. Uh, Academia Mexicana de la Lengua uh, with 120 million uh, uh, population. That is many. That is many. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about. The Cuba. The so let's Cuba. talk about Cuba. the Cuba again. The Cuba. Or the Cuba. Uh, Academia Cubana de la Lengua. Yes, uh, 11 million uh, population in Cuba, and they their primary language is Spanish as well. Well, now we get into the weeds a little bit here. <laughs> um, all right, Taylor's husband, Dylan, spent some time in Chile, so I'll say Chile or Chile. Ooh, okay. Uh, Chile is uh, absolutely on the list. 17 million people yeah. speaking Chilean Spanish. Okay. All right. I've heard, I've heard Obsidian speak, and he is in the Colombia area, Bogota. <laughs> he absolutely is. And uh, 48 million fellow Colombians. Oh, look at that. Uh, population as of uh, 2014, speaking Colombian Spanish. Oh, for the Colombian record, he was, in, Spanish. he was in Medellin. Which is different than Bogota. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, let's see. Argentina, I think. Argentina sounds Spanish. 
say that. Uh, 43 million Argentinians uh, with Academia Argentina de Letras. Venezuela sounds Spanish. I'm going with Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> That's another good one, Venezuela. Uh, Venezuela with uh, 20, uh, Venezuela, 28, <laughs> close to 29 million uh, population. Okay. You know, Tom's not wrong. I'm starting to wonder what one. Yeah, I'm starting to do the same thing too, though. Yeah. That's the that's the bad part. Yeah, we've yeah. we've done started um, goofing around. You know what's <laughs> weird is Spain is like I'm picturing this in my head. Spain's like Spanish, right? So here's your Spain, right? right, right but they're right, the right. only ones, I think. Anyway, think? there they are. are I mean, you sure? in, I mean, in Europe, like just sitting over there in Europe, being all Spanish, and then everything else is just. Way over here where they came, came with the boats and just said, we're going to take it all. But nothing over here ever changed. It just sat there. Anyway, right. it's just right. a weird thing. Um, uh, let's go. That was a good stall. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Brian Dunaway level worthy stall. That was, that was nice. That was, I know. That was very pleasant. It's like, friend. here's some trivia that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> well, I think. I have a family member who spent time in Ecuador. He knows Spanish from Ecuador. Oh, Ecuador. A that's a good mm. one. Uh, it's a very good one to say. Sorry, I was pouring myself some coffee with Colombian beans, as a matter of fact. Um, what did you say? You said... Uh, Ecuador. Ecuador. Good. I didn't want to put words in your mouth. 15 million Ecuadorians speaking Academia Ecuatoriana de la Lengua. Tom, I got to admit... You're running out. <laughs> I'm forgetting. No, no, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting which ones we said. Mm. I got a lot of Spanish country names in my head, and I'm going through all of them, and I'm starting to realize mm. that I feel like I've said all of them. Ooh. Well, um, them's the breaks. I don't think we. I don't think we mentioned. Did we mention it? Oh. Did, did we say? Did we say Panama? Did we? Did we? I don't know. Say, I, I, don't know. I guess I should say Panama it. is my is my answer, whether somebody said it or not. Brian, Panama yes. has not yet been said, Ooh. and you Ooh. said it, and it's three point six billion population. Because that one doesn't sound Spanish in my head. David all I can Roth hear is David Lee Roth. That's all I yeah. can hear is David Lee Roth. <laughs> I can't hear Spanish at all. Uh, did you didn't say Isn't, we can't include territories, <laughs> right? These are countries. <laughs> Countries exactly no territories. All right, so Puerto Rico's out. That is uh, that is correct. Um, oh, I like how he how he slid that one in there. So Puerto Rico's out, right? So I mean, if I was to say that, it would be wrong. But oh, if I did uh, say it. Uh, 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 ah! Oh, uh, ah! hold on. <laughs> it's oh, like I, the answers I got, I got, I got it. El Salvador. El Salvador. El Salvador. El oh, Salvador. Yes, 6.1 uh, million El Salvadorians speaking the Spanish. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> I might be tickling the bottom here. <clears throat> How many have we got out of the total? Oh, let's see. Out of uh, the 20, you've got 7, 8, 9, 10. Oh, we're halfway there. You're halfway oh, there. Wow, really? It feels like we're mm. out, but okay. That feels a little bit better because I was feeling like we'd answer more than that, and I thought maybe it was getting closer than that. I'm going to go with Oh god. I'm pretty sure we said that. Did I say Panama? Oh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, you did. No. Did we say the Dominican Republic? I can't remember. 
just got to just say that. asking like we're going to answer you. Dominican Republic. That's what I'm going with. Dominican Republic. Uh, 10 million Spanish speakers in the Dominican Republic, and that is their primary language. So, and it has not yet been said. Okay, well. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, oh, Honduras. 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 Honduras is good. Wait, did Honduras. we already say Honduras? We need to say it. Did we? Nope. Honduras oh, has not yet been said. Holy it. Moses. Uh, uh, 8.5 okay. million uh, Spanish speakers in Honduras. Okay. Did I say Panama? Panama. <laughs> Panama. I definitely know the ones I said. I'm not 100% sure about the ones Scott said. So good job, Scott. Reach down. Him hauled around and maybe yeah. ease the seat back. <laughs> it all sounds the same to me. Uh, I didn't say it, but maybe Scott did. Argentina. Argentina. Don't Scott cry for me. Argentina. Uh, yep, that was, uh, I don't know what number one he said it, but uh, that was definitely a Scott answer. <laughs> I got it. I got you there, buddy. I did it. The funny thing is, Tom was so sure I was going to be the repeater. <laughs> but no. I didn't repeat the ones I said. I did repeat the one you right, said. Right, you repeated the ones he said. So yeah. here's, here's uh, nope, no mulligan in this one, Dice Tomato. Uh, here are the ones you could have said. Peru, Guatemala. Oh, we didn't say Guatemala. We said Guatemala. Nobody said Guatemala. Bolivia, Paraguay, Nicaragua, Costa Rica. Uh, Uruguay and Equatorial Guinea. I swear we said it, all of those. Oh, no. I thought you except, know what? Except I thought, for the wedge you said was the last one you said. Equatorial, Equatorial Guinea. Guinea. Yeah, yeah, I didn't say that. One. I'm embarrassed oh, by that, that one because in my what head, is Equatorial Guinea. I what thought that, that was territorial and not a country, so I feel bad. I didn't know. I, I also thought it was New Guinea, Equatorial New Guinea, or is New Guinea nope, a separate thing? Equatorial. I think it's a separate thing. Shit. It's the. Um, Formerly the colony of Spanish Guinea, it is uh, officially the Republic of Equatorial Guinea. But not. I don't even know that one. Yeah. Now I feel stupid. Now I got to go. The old Guinea. That's the old Guinea. Not the new Guinea. Yeah. I knew the new Guinea. Oh yeah, Papa New Guinea. Papa New Guinea. Papa said, "Knock you out." All right. Well done. Where is it? Where is Equator? What'd you say? Equatorial Guinea. Guinea. What'd you say? Equatorial Guinea is what I said. Yes. Where's that even at? Guinea. You can look uh, it up it now. It is on the eastern, uh, I'm sorry, the western coast of Central Africa. I'm looking at oh, it Oh, okay. So it's not, okay. Would you like to hear their anthem? The I do. Why. Here, listen to this. I don't know a lot of... Do you want, Brian, do you want to hear their anthem? Do you want to hear it? Yes. Okay. Hold on. I just found it. Here it is. <laughs> My experience has been that all anthems are kind of the same. Kind of, you know. Yeah. It's fine. Yep. It's just they're not really doing much. Nobody's got like rap or a hip hop version of their anthem, or it's all right. just. It's all the same. <laughs> anyway, I feel pretty good about my win, but I feel bad That's for Tom because Tom, you lost. Yeah, I, how do you feel about your choices today? How do you feel? Well, uh, sorry, Brian. I was trying to get into Scott's head, and it completely yeah. backfired. <laughs> I think you got into my head, but then it traveled from my head to Brian's head. And there's a place in Utah where we ski called Brian's Head. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> uh, well done, Dunaway. You offended uh, nice. them off for yet another day, but that prize package will only grow. So not a problem. Uh, Wednesday, we'll make up for it. 
today, you and I, 3.30 Mountain Time, Brian Dunaway and I do a little show called The Boop Show. We talk about cool indie games and smaller projects no one's heard of. Sometimes you have. Uh, but we're going to do that today <laughs> at 3.30. I mean, I can't speak for everybody. I mean, maybe you heard of it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I got know. a couple of really rad ones to discuss. And uh, I know Brian always I got one off the Switch for like a $1.25. Whoa. You're going to have, is it still what? on sale? So when you tell people about it today, they can still get the deal? I can't tell you that. Uh, last week when I purchased it, it was a dollar twenty-five for Lumo. Okay, Lumo. Oh, Lumo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that on there. All right. Well, I'm curious about it. We'll learn all about that and more today, three thirty Mountain Time. If you want to watch live at FrogPants.tv or on the podcast later, you can find that at FrogPants.com/slash/boop. Brian, have a great day. Malkovich. 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 <laughs> it's a good reminder. We watch Malkovich or uh, Bing John Malkovich on uh, F- Film Sack, and you should listen to that. It's great. Stuff. We had a really good time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Brian. Okay. Well done. Yeah. Well done as host as always of the game show. Oh, thank you. Babel thank Royale. you. This now, is this is where I belong. Is is just this game show. <laughs> you're really good at it. Yeah. Uh, I still say one day there will be a like proper regular blown out amazing frog pants game show of some sort. Brian is host that mm-hmm. will just blow everyone's mind every time we do it. And we'll I, unlock I, it if you just get us there. Get us there, baby. Still on it. It's still on our Patreon. You guys have the power. You got the power to get us there. Oh, it'd be amazing. All right. Anyway, now this. Sign for the news brought to you by The Skim Show. It's coming up later today. Scott and Kim make a podcast and you listen. That's how it works. Check us out and let us know what you think. Details at frogpants.com slash skim. That's right. Today will be a big one because we got stuff to talk about. So check it out. All right. Hey, uh, a couple of quick uh, stories here before we take our break uh, for some music. Baby Shark becomes YouTube's most watched video of all time. Finally. Brian Look, I I want to know how many how many of those times watching are just somebody putting it on on repeat in an Apple store to irritate everybody and then running. <laughs> That's what I wondered too. Like, does yeah. it count every single like you know play? Are these some are mil- exactly. uh, millions of these views people who are just like, what is this stupid thing you keep playing? Oh, this. Okay. I know Guantanamo is not a thing anymore, but isn't there some some uh, uh, military base where they use this to to make their punish or uh, make their prisoners talk yeah just like playing his own guantanamo bay style whatever yeah like that. exactly well uh baby shark did it and it's uh, an infuriatingly catchy children's rhyme according to this article and uh, they say it was recorded by south korean company pink frog or fong rather pink fong snow frog uh, it's been the most watched video of all time. The video has now uh, been played 7.04 billion times that's nearly one play per human being on this planet wow yeah think of that Overtaking the previous record holder, Despicato, the Latin pop smash by singer Luis Fonzi. Despacito. Despacito by Despacito. Latin. I can't remember lyricos, but you guys name Spanish speakos. Despacito. Is that the song? I thought yeah, that was, that's, okay. that's the melody. It's not the lyrics, but that's the song. I thought that Gundam thing was still there at the high level. Now this one overtook that. I want to even say there was something that overtook Gundam, Gundam style before um, Despacito, like a Sorry by Bieber or something like that. Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, Bieber. <laughs> Despicato. 
Cotto. Dito, dito. Uh, well, you think anyway. it's the title, but it's not dough. No. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Played back to back. That means Baby Shark has been streamed continuously for three, sorry, 30,187 years. <laughs> think of that for a second. If you put all of the baby sharks end to end, it would make a path of baby sharks that reach from here to the sun. That is just nuts. Yeah. Uh, they stand to have made, Pink Fong, that is, stand to have made $5.2 million from streams alone on YouTube. So they have made many millions. Yes. Although that seems like wow. not a lot for 7 billion views, does it? <laughs> right. Well, you know. I don't know. Yeah, that, that, is, just, that is crazy. Yeah. That's still a lot of money, but I don't know. It seems like it's maybe not commensurate with the view time, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It took four years for Baby Shark to ascend to the top of YouTube's most played shart, uh, shart, chart. Baby Shark. Uh, <laughs> do, do we have any sort of uh, monetization <laughs> on uh, uh, Chester Cheetah was a tiger? Do we have that any? Is that is is that something that we can just pull up? Make some five million. Oh, you mean just have it happen? So that yeah, thing's got a, a decent amount of views, but I want to say it's just in the... T- 10 or 20,000 views or something. Okay. So I don't know. Probably not. Let's get it up there, people. Go to your local Apple store. Put it on all the computers on loop. Yep. This is the answer to our needs. Let's make sure we have monetization turned on for that one before we do that. Uh, Exactly. It says here, uh, let's see, the song's actually much older than that. Uh, my, My sister, Wendy, I think she talked about this. When she was young, she was in like girls camps and stuff. So this is back in like the 80s. And they were singing this song in girls' camp. Really? Oh yeah, Baby Shark is not Baby new. Baby Shark is not a new. Uh... Nope. They wow, just they just basically that. took it out huh. of obscurity and turned it into this like, you know, mega hit thing that no one no one thought was old, but it's old. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, it's All nuts. Right. So I want to hear a I want to hear an old uh, uh, harpsichord version of uh, Baby Shark. Oh, I'd, I'd love know. it if it was that old, right? Like something yeah, from right. like seventeen <laughs> hundreds or whatever. Ah, uh, the played place. on a pipe organ. <laughs> yeah, the plague has come. Let us uh, <laughs> soothe ourselves by singing a round of Baby Shark. What do you say? Bard, Bard, do regale us with another version of Baby Shark, please. Come in here, please. Come hither, Bard. My kingdom needs a salve of sorts, and perhaps your playing of Baby Shark will do it. Uh, I love it. Anyway, well done to them. Um, so here it is right here. It says it's, it is uh, uh, thought to have originated, and I can confirm that because of people I know, in the U.S. summer camps in the 1970s. One theory is that it was invented in 75, uh, as Spielberg's, Spielberg's Jaws just became a box office smash around the world. Uh, there's a huge number of violations. There's going to be variations on the basic premise, including one version where a surfer loses an arm to the shark and another where the protagonist dies. Uh, there are international versions, including the French Bebe Requin and the German Kleiner Heil, which is little shark. Bigger boat, do 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 do. Bigger boat, do 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 do. We'll need a bigger boat, do 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 do. Quinn's drunk again. Do 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 do. Quinn's drunk again. Do 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 do. Tell us about the boat. Do 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 do. He was on. Do we have tanks full of gas we can blow up? I'm all out of it. By the electrical cord. Do 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 do. Electrical cord. Do 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 do. Billy, get out of the water. Do 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 do. Killing me. 
Uh, all right. Anyway, there's that. I got one more story for you. Okay. Oh, my gosh. A man finds a drink in a landfill, brought it home, and drank it. What's got, what grossed Scott out the most? Um, yeah. Right. yeah a man exactly. found, he found a five-liter canister of what was presumed to be alcohol, obviously. I, I would assume so. Brought the drink home to his wife last week in the Verknedvinsky district of Russia. He's a wasted drink. I bring it home. We drink it. <laughs> uh, the drink reportedly smelled like was alcohol. Going to drive the liquor store, but landfill was closer. <laughs> nobody, nobody too claims it. I think it's too much hassle to go all the way in town and get to. <laughs> uh, the drink reportedly smelled like alcohol. The couple thought it would be fine to drink. Following day, however, they began to feel ill, and their son called to have them taken to the hospital. After being at the hospital for one day, the couple died. Jeez. Wow! Don't be drinking your dump your dump drinks. Don't do it. Yeah. Who? Who? I mean, really, this is who could have expected that somebody drinking something they found in a landfill would cause them pain? Yeah, or death in this case. Cause them death. Yes. Invest, uh, an investigational group has uh, taken the unknown substance for testing to see what caused the death of the 60-year-old couple. Relatives of the deceased are also being questioned. So there you go. Do we, uh, but we don't know. We don't know what it was. Nope. We still oh, don't know. know. What it was. They're testing it. You know, those Russians, they like to take their time and be <sighs> really accurate and thorough with their reporting. They're, they'll be very careful with that, I'm sure. Uh, I will mention this. Russia, landfill kills you. <laughs> I'm going to mention this because it's old news now, but uh, Kanye West of, uh, officially conceded the election. He's, Did he? he's, yeah, okay. yeah, he's done. Well, that's that's uh, what a surprise. He did it in three words. He basically said, um, well, here is his three words, all in caps. Welp, dot, 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 Kanye 2024. Mm. Which, okay. Yeah. Good luck. Maybe uh, he'll be stronger then. It's, it looks like here. Oh, this is interesting. He never had a chance to win the election, obviously, but he picked up more than 10,000 votes in Tennessee alone and at least 60,000 votes across the country. Hmm. So 60,000 people voted for Kanye West. And well, well done, Kanye. There you go. I don't know how that makes me feel, but it's I have, <laughs> I have some feelings and I can't describe them. I don't know what they mean. All right, well, those we're gonna, people obviously thought that the, the country would be in far better hands. Yep, and were they uh, ever wrong? That's right. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, time with Bill. Uh, we're going to talk about making stuff. Love doing that with him. And after that, our friend Stephen Schleicher will be here. We have Mandalorian things to discuss. I have a very funny story about that. So that's all coming up oh, after the break. Cool. But before that, Brian Ibbett is going to play a song. Yeah, New York City is where we're going today. Formed in 2005, a band called Black Suit Youth is a uh, rocking classic punk indie rock four-piece outfit that uh, has uh, an LP they released in 2010, uh, Meet Me in Death Valley, which got them gigs with Story of the Year, Alien Ant Farm, The Undead, and more. Excuse me. Um, they re-released the album on vinyl in 2016, or I'm sorry, uh, a couple of years later. And then in 2016, they signed with 59X records and released their follow-up LP, which saw them take a little bit of a new direction. They've got a brand new album coming out in the beginning of 2021. And this is the lead off track to it. It's, uh, it goes with my complaint that we just don't have enough protest songs right now. These guys are very kind of taking a very midnight oil approach to this and i really really dig this here's a song called the world is almost over from the upcoming album of the same name from black suit youth
talk about pitney bows our good pals at pitney bows been with us for a long time really like these guys with pitney bows and send pro online from pitney bows you can simply print your postage stamps and shipping labels 
even when you're working remotely. There's a lot of that going on right now. For as low as $4.99 a month, you'll have access to discounts up to 40%. That's off of USPS Priority Mail and now up to 62% off UPS daily rates. Plus, for being a Morning Stream listener, you receive a 30-day free trial to get started and a free 10-pound scale to ensure that you're never going to overpay. Print shipping labels and stamps whenever you need. And saving that money, I mean... Holy, holy heck, 62% off UPS second day air services. That's just, that's, that's amazing. Schedule package pickups, track shipments from departure to arrival and save five cents on every first class letter and up to 40% off USPS priority mail. Again, starting at $4.99 a month, that's $4.99 a month. You can calculate that exact postage online, get access to the mobile app to ship and track packages on the go, print right from your PC and avoid the post office. Go to pb.com slash TMS to access this special offer for the free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com slash TMS. Experience your savings in your shipping costs with a free trial of Simpro online from Pitney Bowes. We have decided to better you betwixt my two favorite vaginas. The snowflake tastes like fish sticks. This is the morning stream. We're doing it for Kowalski. And we're back, everyone. Welcome back to the program. Yeah, live listeners, we're not playing music live anymore. Some of you uh, not anymore. were not aware. You know who? You know why? You know who's who's responsible for that? Yeah, the lawyers at, Tw- at Twitch got got all over me. They got they came to my house, served me. They served me. Uh, <clears throat> all right, we're you gonna. Been, they had your papers that you've been served. Yeah, you've been served. They said, and they were in purple uniform, purple suits, purple ties. Oh, oh, twitch. Worst. Yeah, they dyed hair like like the ninja. Worst. Yeah, ninja dyed hair was great. <laughs> okay, well, uh, knowing what we know now, we can only move forward, never backwards. And <laughs> How come means... we can play? We can play the Equatorial Guinea national anthem, but we can't play any music. Well, I don't know if that stuff's. I don't know how how do I, national anthems are are, are what are they? Domain, are they sure. okay? Yeah, but what if you did? Okay, let's say Beyonce came out tomorrow and said, "I'm doing a version of it and it's mine on my album." If we played that, we'd be in trouble because she did an arrangement oh, that yeah. is now interesting. Um, I don't know how that works. Correct, because of the mechanical rights. Yes, I don't know how that works. Oh, is that what that's called? Yeah. Mechanical yeah, rights. The, me- the mechanical rights. The actual performance of the song can be licensed. Even I, pl- I, pl- I played guitar for the mechanical rights. In the, <laughs> the mechanical licenses. That is a great name for a band, by yeah. the way. Yeah, I like it. Somebody can Billy and the mechanical licenses. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not indeed? All right, punish props on deck. Bringing them in. Talking stuff. Talking shop. That'll happen right after I push this here button right here. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. Bill Duran joins us from the Pacific Northwest and the home of Punish Props and PunishProps.com, where he is always running around making cool stuff and is here to give his advice and his ideas to those fledgling makers at home, like he always does on Mondays. Hi, Bill. Welcome. Hello. Good morning, friends. Good Hello, morning. Hello, and good morning to you, too. What did you uh, bring with you this fine day that you've been working so hard on for the last... Oh, I said hard on. So very different... <laughs> uh, working... No, that was the right word. It's just people take it wrong. So I'll just say, working so hard on for the last seven days. 
Yeah. So last <laughs> week I uh, was showing off my Vasha Stampede revolver that I made. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk about the painted metallic finish that I use for that. Mm. So, um, like, a, you'll see a real gun, like a revolver, uh, and it's all metal, obviously, and it's been polished and shined to a, cr- like, shiny chrome finish, right? Yeah. That reflective, perfectly reflective chrome finish is kind of a, kind of a holy grail finish for props. And it's, it can be very difficult to, to fake, to make a fake chrome finish. You can just get your prop chromed. Like, actually send it to a specialist to have it chromed. That would be, like, the real way to do it. Uh, And I've done that before. I have a friend in L.A. who knows a guy who does really good chrome finishing. So uh, I'll mail pieces to him, and he'll go get it chromed, and then I'll get it mailed back. And then I will pay whatever it costs to get it done. It's not cheap, I'll tell you that much. What do you people, what is, what do you, what can you expect to pay to have something chromed? Uh, it's tricky, and and I've like I know a guy who sends it to a dude, and they don't like have a website you can go to to get quotes or anything. Ooh, under the um, table stuff. I like that. Okay. Yeah, it, it's. I have a feeling they don't. The Chrome guy doesn't want to be inundated with people going. So how much for this? <laughs> so so how much for this? Yeah, you know on. what I mean. And whenever I've had it done, it's always been like, well, I'll send it, and and then when my stuff's done, I'll just pay whatever it costs. Yeah. <laughs> so like a, a blaster, the blaster that I got uh, chromed was a couple hundred bucks. Oh, not okay. cheap. That's not that's yeah. not as high as I thought. Maybe you were going to say. I remember my dad. He ran a um, a car auction service thing for a while, where he'd go to auctions and buy cars and bring them home and then fix them up and resell them. And um, he did that with a, with some of the cars where the, he had to have stuff chromed, like uh, yeah, yeah. bumpers and stuff. And I remember that being his biggest like money complaint. He would just oh yeah about that like it was the worst thing. So I I assumed it was probably pretty expensive. But you have other ways. Like in this video, which we're watching again right now, you chrome the hell out of this plastic, and you'd never know. Right, right. So um, you can try and do a DIY real chrome at home sort of. Th- thing also you need special equipment chemicals and everything it's not terribly cheap but it's also very technically challenging Uh, and i've never tried it myself there are videos on youtube showing how to do a real chrome finish and i may try that someday but until that day or until i decide to spend a lot more money to get stuff really chromed you can get pretty close with just paint you can get pretty close i want to be clear it's pretty close. <laughs> Not the same. Okay. <laughs> and anyone telling you that they can that they have a magic paint that will give you a perfect chrome finish with sure. They're trying to sell you something. They're trying mm. to sell you paint. And and that paint uh, is also not cheap. <laughs> yeah, but the goal here is what? Shiny? I mean, just like good, good, reflective looking. Yeah. And so even yeah. if it's not perfect, if you're getting at least a good like reflective shine on something, it's enough for it's enough for what you're doing here, right? Right. So, for example, the finish on my um, Vasha Stampede gun, uh, unless you pick it up, if, you know, from a few feet away, you'd probably be convinced that it's metal. Yeah. It's pretty convincing. Uh, and the way I do it uh, generally comes down to surface preparation, especially with a 3D print. Um, any of the layer lines that you've left, like, in the finish will give away that it is not a chromed piece of metal. Uh, so you got to sand all those lines away and then you want to sand it to a really 
clean, shiny surface. That means priming it, sanding it, going through all the grits, going up. I, I did my um, bash gun to 800 grit. And honestly, I could have gone higher, probably should have gone higher, uh, like up to like 2000, maybe. Wow. Um, yeah, you really you can sand and polish a piece of plastic until it is perfectly shiny and smooth. Hmm. Um, the shinier, the smoother, the better. Uh, and then then the next step is to paint everything a super glossy black. Before you put on your metal coat, you want to put on a layer of black. Uh, I have a couple of paints, different paints I like for this. Um, I use Allclad a lot. It's a brand of paints, and they have their own gloss black base coat. Uh, but this is where, like, practice really comes in. If you try to do a, a, a glossy chrome finish and you don't get it right on your first, first try, don't worry. I've done dozens of these, and I'm still working on my technique. Uh, the glossy black, you got to spray on, like, a dust coat. And... Uh, also, I use uh, an airbrush for this. I'm sure it's possible with rattle cans, but I, I prefer to use my airbrush. Uh, you put on a light dust coat of black, kind of just hit the whole surface, let it dry for like 10 minutes, and then you put on a really wet coat. You put on just thick. enough, like a lot of paint, so that it's really glossy and thick, but not so much that it starts to sag and drip. And as soon as it... And stuff yeah, like it'll fill in the details. As soon as it starts to sag a little bit, you're hosed. That's it. Mm. You just got to let it dry, and then you can sand that lumpy bit off and then paint it again. <laughs> paint it again, yeah. I was going to say, you don't have to throw it away, I guess, but you have to kind of start over a little bit. There. And the, the real annoying thing is that you have to let it dry <laughs> before you can sand it. <laughs> oh, so you, gotta, man. you just put on a ton of paint. You got to let, let it dry for like two days, and then you can start over. Wow. Can you not like <laughs> rag it down or something and then do it or, you know, hurry up the process or no? You you could try and like use paint stripper to, to strip it down, but um, it's going to be a little bit sticky. It's it's going to have a little bit left on it that you're still just going to have to let dry before you can sand it again. Yeah. Um, and that's where the practice comes in. Uh, that's where. And also, by the way, like doing paint tests at this stage is super useful. So grab a a spoon like people like to use plastic spoons to like do paint tests on or a scrap piece of a model or something that you can do paint tests on and practice practice how you apply your, the paint get comfortable with your airbrush uh but yeah the goal is to get a very smooth glossy black finish and then you can put on your metallic paint uh, and there are some good chrome paints out there. Like I said, there are some rattle can paints out there that seem like they're okay. Um, the, the thing I've run into with some of those is that they take forever to dry and they don't dry to a very durable consistency. Yeah. Like, and you, yeah, exactly. Like you move it, uh, on a board or something and all of a sudden you've got a big scratch down the middle yeah. of the painted or face. Yeah. It, Five days after painting it, you touch it and it it puts a thumbprint in it. And once you put a thumbprint in your chrome finish, it's ruined. Like there's no coming back. <laughs> oh, that's wow. a bummer. Thumbprints. So yeah, I could see that being bad. This almost sounds like it'd be easier just to use metal. Right, right. Just make the whole thing out of metal. Yeah, you know, so, forge it with your all your metal forging equipment that you've got. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so the the paint down. Yeah. The, there's a handful of paints that I like for the metallic finish. For um, uh, the Vash gun, I used a, a chrome paint called Spaz Sticks. It turned out really well. <laughs> Spaz Sticks? S-P-A-Z. 
S-T-I-X. I love that. Okay. That's yeah, awesome. That seems like... <laughs> yeah. They have a they have a mirror chrome paint that's really good. And it... I gotta be honest, it, I really like the smell. <laughs> Probably shouldn't oh. like the smell, but it smells great. Mm, huffing <laughs> on your own work, are we? We're uh, getting high on your own supply, are we? Mm. <laughs> um, I do work in a paint booth. Got a new idea for a uh, website <laughs> for punished props <laughs> called tie-dyed. And- <laughs> Uh, I mentioned the brand All Clad. They have a bunch of different colors of chrome. They like they have a polished aluminum that I really like. Um, they have a, a polished brass that's really good, and then just a straight up chrome, which is called Chrome. Nice. Uh, there's also a company called Molotov that makes a chrome paint that is very chrome, very shiny. But I've found that it takes forever and a day to dry. Why are they naming companies like Spaz Sticks and Molotov? I mean, uh, are there are me. there not better names that they could come up well, with? Well, if you get the right combination of paint, you'd have a Molotov co- cocktail, and that works. There you well. go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. See. Uh, and then you can also just rub graphite powder on your glossy black paint, and it will make it look all shiny. It's hmm. it's actually really magical. Something you just said uh, reminded me that the so putting that base black under there. To, uh, mm-hmm. And then building on top of it with lighter colors is not all that different than some Photoshop techniques that I use, sure. and others use mm-hmm. uh, to create base tone that I then paint on top of. Sometimes having that black under there, or the opposite is true. If I put a coat of white under something and use darker tones, I get this like uh, happy space of color right, right. management. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting also- that even just in that that example is really not that different than what you're doing exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah i'm doing that with the minis too like the ultron i just did uh, has a black base underneath it and then dry brushed uh chrome paint on top yep. of that to make it it's look. amazing how leaving a little bit of that black showing actually makes it look more metallic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it helps sell it a lot more it's very cool with um gold if you're going to spray out a gold chrome um i've been told i haven't tried this myself but i've been told that putting down a glossy red finish oh really help yeah, help warm it up a bit and help get you a really good gold tone. Uh, the last step, of course, is to protect this finish. Now, a lot of these chrome paints are not very durable. Mm-hmm. The problem is when you go ahead and just spray some clear coat on top of it, it tends to dull the finish. Right. Uh, some clear coats I've put on a glossy, shiny surface, and then after the gloss dries, it just looks gray. It just <laughs> ruins it. Uh, like you go through all that work to sand it, and the finish is just gray mm. so i like all clad has a clear coat called aqua gloss again you got to spray this out of your airbrush but i like that a lot it does a pretty good job protecting the finish without uh dulling it too much is it still something you'd worry though if you took it to a comic-con or something and it just you know just yeah, it'll it'll rub off yeah. eventually um and you you can touch it up a bit like you could just mask it off and hit it with that chrome again in fact you can spray the chrome paint over the glo- clear gloss mm-hmm. and kind of bring back a little more of that shine and now that that is going to wear off but only in a couple of spots uh and it'll wear down to the clear finish hmm. so it's not going to wear back down to plastic or primer or anything like that interesting yeah, so there's a lot you can do, and like I said, it's not going to get you a perfectly real chrome finish, but it'll get you pretty close. It'll definitely look good on camera, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, which is, you know, well, it does right now. I'm looking at the video again, and it just looks like you're working with metal. Like Right, by the time by the time it's all dried, and yeah. especially when you add a little bit of weathering, like some, uh, uh, I use oil paints to weather the Vash gun, mm-hmm. and there's something about that 
making it not look perfectly mirrored like there's a little bit of uh warmth in there mm -hmm. um and a little bit of grime in the in the uh crevices and everything something about that helps sell it as metal even more i agree it's a little more brushed metal not not chrome in the traditional sense of chrome you right know, which right. is just pure reflection um do you ever worry this is just some thing i just noticed so this gun is clearly from a you know it's it's derived from a fantasy uh you know it's from an it's from an anime right mm -hmm. so it's not like this is based on a new on a real gun but when it's all cocked and laying there it looks like a gun like sure does. a real gun and so i'm curious mm -hmm. have you ever gone like oh i gotta run out to the store and carry this in there with me and it just looks like a big ass gun like if, <laughs> have you ever done that or you're not, you're not walking no. into a walmart with this thing absolutely <laughs> not no um in fact if i have to travel with it it goes in a bag it doesn't like mm -hmm. sit on my yeah. my uh, dashboard <laughs> when i'm driving around you drag it out of the plane with you and if you've ever, so... you ever had anybody look at it at a like a tsa or a, or a cop pulling you over or no. anything and just say what's if this? i was I don't. I haven't been pulled over in a very long time, so that hasn't been a problem. Uh, but um, if I was going to fly with this thing, it would go in my checked luggage. I would not carry this on the plane. Mm -hmm. That would that would definitely get turned down. Yeah. Uh, I'm super paranoid about that stuff too. I was going. I was in New York City in like I think it was 2013. I have a Mass Effect costume on, yeah. and I have a gun for that. It doesn't look like a real gun, but it looks gun shaped. So walking around New York City, I had my friend carry it in her bag. It wasn't on me at all. I was running around in armor. I was I actually have a photo of myself in Times Square wearing my Mass Effect is armor, one, which is, is pretty fabulous. One? Is it the N17 or the N7 pistol thing? Is that the one? Yeah. That, oh, no, no. It's it's not that one. It was the Paladin. Oh, that one looks more like a real gun, too. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. looks like I came from space. Right. Still one of my so favorite I'm things. I'm super careful with that stuff. I don't want anyone to ever feel uncomfortable. I like, uh, to, I like to have both your your Rainer gun and this gun near me at all times, just in case. Nice. I clobber somebody <laughs> with some with some resin, you know, just beat the schmear out of them. Anyway, who are you? Get out of my office, or I'll pretend to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you should be you know, excited. I don't, they're, they're... I don't have one of those uh, those Jim Rainer guns. I don't have one. <laughs> I know you, and I know you don't love like your early designs, but I I cherish this thing because you it's... should. There's only three of them, and I don't even have one. The Penny Arcade guys got one. Yeah. someone won one at Nerdtacular, and then you got and one. Then I got one, and I'll, I will cherish it always, as I will this one. And um, this reminds me, the I guess you probably saw the news, but there's they're doing a like a remaster oh, tri yeah. trilogy thing. You're probably pretty excited about that. Oh yeah, yeah. I hope it's I hope it's good because my my memory is one's a little janky, two is amazing, and three has story issues. But can they make all three feel consistent and not like they're three separate games again and make it one big giant thing? I don't know. I don't know. I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic as well. Uh, as I am about all things Punish Props, if you guys want to check it out, make sure you go there, punishprops.com. In the meantime, you probably have a little bonus link for us this week. What do you got? I do. I don't have a link. Um, this is a show that I've been watching on HBO Max. So if you want to find it, that's where you can go to look for it. Uh, the Great Pottery Throwdown. <laughs> it's everything that The Great British Baking Show is, which I also love and am also watching. Uh, except that it's pottery. And I've learned a lot about pottery. It's been very exciting. And it's been really fun and charming to watch. Everyone cries at the end of every episode when someone has to leave. They're all Aww. friendly and nice. And they make really interesting stuff. And the challenges they're given are, are 
pretty cool. How many times an episode does somebody throw clay down on a wheel and then the and then it looks like it's going great, but then the thing goes off at to least, the side? At least once. Okay. At least once an episode. Right. Do they play uh, Unchained Melody in the background of every episode? <laughs> uh, they haven't yet. Maybe they're maybe they're okay. waiting for the finale. I don't know. Yeah. And is Soggy Bottom still an issue with pottery? It's um, not baked correctly. You're right. Yeah. We need to make sure that we have a good bake with pottery right. and with cakes. That's right. Not a not a lovely sponge anymore, though. Let's stop making that. <laughs> no, uh, well, no one eats anything. I'm going to watch that. I'm in. Me and my daughter will love what you're describing. So we're, we're in. It's awesome. It is super chill. It's really, really great. Oh, good. Well, a good recommendation from Bill, as always. Go check him out. PunishProps.com, the YouTube channel, and as well, uh, follow him on Twitter, Chinbeard. Bill, have a great week. We'll see you next time. All right, take care. Okay. Hold on. There we go. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Steven Schleicher on his way in here. Uh, oh, wait. I always forget he's not under Steven. I gotta stop doing that. How long have we been doing this? Jeez. <laughs> <clears throat> Once a week. All right. Bringing him in, doing our thing, talking to him. Steven. Mr. Schleicher, as you are known in most circles, how are you today? How are you? Oh, I'm good, Scott. Hello, uh, Brian. Hello. Hey, uh, how are you feeling? You feeling better? Oh, yes. Much better today. We're going to call you at what percentage? What do you, what's your percentage? Probably 95%. Oh, okay. that's good. That's, that's a good, good percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go start exercising again on Wednesday. So. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm happy to hit 95% when I'm healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a good number. So congratulations. You've reached it. Well done. Yeah. And uh, we'll, A little lingering cough, but that's not that big of a deal. Sure. Uh, the, the, the little one over here, the baby has a, uh, has a bit of a fever today. And we, we think it's his teeth. His molars are coming in. Yeah. Just stick your fingers in the back there and let him bite down. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll work. Um, Ow, so I, we got him, we got him these awesome, um, <laughs> Nintendo themed, uh, to- toys. They're chew toys, but basically they look like a little Mario and a little, uh, Yoshi or whatever. One of them's a, an NES controller, but inside of them is like a gel that you freeze. Oh, so you, yeah, you yeah. put them in the fri- fr- freezer, mm-hmm. and then he just gnaws on them, and they make his teeth stop hurting. So that's pretty good. Yep. Anyway, I wouldn't mind doing that myself. Uh, Steven's here, joins us on Mondays, talks about nerd stuff, uh, anything to do with comics, that sort of thing. I had a quick question for you real quick before we move on to some Mandalorian talk, because that's kind of where we're headed today. Yeah. Um, you put a review up on the site for a comic uh-huh. called Moonshine. Moonshine, and immediately when I saw that that on Twitter, I went, "Oh my gosh, a, a comic that looks like I'm meant to read it." Yeah. Why am I not so reading this, this comic? And this takes place during Prohibition. Yeah. And it's about revenue men who go back up into the mountains to uh, to bust some stills up. And uh, in the process of busting stills, I can't remember if the moonshiners are werewolves or if there's just werewolves in the mountains. Mm. But at least the first arc is all about uh, revenue men versus werewolves. And do you like have you read it? Do you like it? Yeah, yeah. I've read the first couple of issues of it. I haven't gotten all the way up into issue 21, which is the most recent one. Mm. But uh, it's it's pretty cool. I want to get it. All it's right. probably, you know, if you've got a Comixology Unlimited. I do. Um account it's probably already on comicsology because this this series has been out for almost two and a half three years now well i know this Amazon's, is from brian azarello for people who are fans of brian azarello's work uh, uh, yeah i love his stuff and and the amazon has the first trade um mm-hmm. or volume for like six bucks or something on kindle or on um yeah, yeah. kindle or Com- comicsology and then 20 on hardback or whatever so i know there's a ton of it out there i just haven't i just had never heard of it and 
just why I go to major spoilers, I guess, because you tell me about stuff I don't know about, which is great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Certainly, certainly check out stuff. I know a lot of people are always like, Marvel, DC, Marvel, DC, but mm. really there's so much good stuff going on at IDW Publishing. Image Comics is really the home for creator-owned stuff right now. Mm -hmm. So if people are looking for just really good creator-owned stuff, Image Comics is the place to go. IDW has a bunch of licensing stuff. If you're into G.I. Joe and Transformers and My Little Pony and Back to the Future and Star Trek, and then Boom Studios has been doing a lot of, I would say, I mean, they they have the Power Rangers stuff. So there's new Power Rangers series that kicks off this week mm -hmm. uh, that are a lot of people are very excited about. Um, and they do a, they work with the Jim Henson Company. So if people are looking for that kind of stuff, like the um, Dark Crystal and, um, oh, what's the other one that they have? I forget. But they, they have that at Boom Studios. Mm. And then Dynamite has all the pulp, you know, the the uh, Red Sonia and the Vampirilla kind of uh, comics there that people can pick up. So go and look at those smaller publishers because you're going to always find something um, that is definitely not always capes and tights, but you're going to find something interesting in all of those publishers. That's why I like that stuff. I'm, I, I'm all about capes and cows when I'm in the mood, but I really like me some indie, small, you know, medium, whatever, weird licensed stuff. I like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, a yeah. Transformers comic. People would think that sounds stupid. I like Transformers oh, man. comics. They're great. What they've got going on right now, they are crossing Transformers over with everything. So they just launched, and I think issue two is out in the next week or so, but Transformers meets uh, Back to the Future. So what? there's a Transformer that's actually the DeLorean called Gigawatt is the uh, is the character's <laughs> name. Really? Oh, wow. They've got a, I think it's up to the fourth, fourth or fifth issue now, uh, Transformers meets My Little Pony. Shut and up. there's a life, little My Little Pony Transformer. What? Yeah, oh, this is all Hasbro doing this stuff because it ties right in. Because you can now go out and you can get the, the Gigawatt uh, Autobot Transformer and you can go out and get the My Little Pony Transformer. And uh, they've, of course, done uh, Ghostbusters that way and they've done G.I. Joe that way. And so they're just all over the place. Hmm. My favorite uh, chat's going on about Power Rangers. I, I don't know if I've ever said this on the show, but my fav favorite thing about Power Rangers and I don't know if they do it anymore, was just this weird assigning of racial stereotypes to the color of the trans or of the of the uh, mm -hmm. what do you call it? The yeah, that was a Ranger. while ago. There was a, the Asian was the yellow one. Mm -hmm. The black one was the black one. Like that is the most ridiculous pink thing. One, pink one was a woman. Yeah. Yep. What, what, what were they doing? What were they mm -hmm. doing? You dummies. It's so dumb. Anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. We all watched Mandalorian. Uh, I don't yep. think there's a lot to spoil here, but I, I you know, if you don't want to hear us discussing the Mandalorian episode two, then maybe. Well, episode one first or yeah, because did we not talk uh, about one? Talk about I don't remember. We did we... talk about one, but I wanted to dive a little bit more into the backstory of uh, Cobb Vanth because okay. uh, and that's the Timothy Oliphant uh, character. Let's do that. Uh, from do, the very it's... first episode, which Brian, I'm guessing you finally had a chance to watch that. Oh, I'm, I'm all caught up with uh, okay, cool. I was yeah. really okay, cool. excited to see a bunch of things in this most recent episode that I remember seeing in uh, the Clone Wars animated series. Yep. Oh. Some of them definitely. Some of them definitely. Oh, see, so, I didn't know that. Is there a connection there? Didn't know. That's yeah. interesting. So with, oh, yeah. uh, and this is, I think, one of the reasons why you want to have Dave Filoni as one of your executive producers, because yeah. he basically knows everything that has to do with Star Wars. Next to uh, what was the guy's name? Um, was it Chan who was the guy that was in charge of the 
Holocron at the at the Lucasfilm, where basically he was the person who knew everything. He was the keeper of the archive, essentially. Oh yeah. Uh, but Dave Filoni is basically that same way. Mm-hmm. And when Disney bought um, Lucasfilm, one of the things that they did, which really angered a lot of people, is they basically said, "Hey, all that expanded universe stuff, no longer. All that mm. stuff that you've loved over the years, gone. We're mm. going to create a new expanded universe." So that's why you, when you look at Star Wars books and comics, especially all the stuff that Dark Horse was doing uh, for almost 20 years. It's now part of that legendary Star Wars line. That stuff that is like, well, we acknowledge it, but it's not part of any kind of canon anymore. But uh, Disney and Lucasfilm relaunched a bunch of um, expanded universe stuff that is part of continuity. And one of those was a three series book, uh, three uh, part book from Chuck Winding, mm. who mm. wrote a uh, Walker, Scott. I don't know. Yeah, if you ever I read it. I loved Walkers. Loved it. It was great. Yeah. yeah. So he wrote uh, three books called Aftermath. Star Wars Aftermath mm. is, is lunch. Um, but in Aftermath, they are telling characters like um, they tell stories of like that Greg Grunberg character from uh, episode oh, seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in these books, they have these little interludes that tells the story of how Cobb Vanth got the Mandalorian armor, the, the Boba Fett armor, spoiler alert for people. Mm. Uh, and it's quite a bit different than what we saw in the Mandalorian show. Right. But I don't think that the two fight with one another because we have to remember that Vanth, when he's telling uh, Mando where he got his armor, he's telling the story from his perspective. Mm. And if you go and read these Aftermath books, there's a whole backstory of how he actually has a shootout with this other guy uh, over who is actually going to get this this uh, Boba Fett armor or not. And, uh, of course, it ends in, in Vance's uh, favor. And then it goes on to um, deal with him being the marshal of, um, I think it's called Freedom City or Freedom Town mm. in, the, in the books. And then later it reverts back to its old name that we hear in the uh, Mandalorian series. But this most, is an example, and I think an ongoing example, most that pelicans. we're going to see them really diving deep into some of this expanded universe stuff and bringing it into Star Wars uh, lore. We already saw that with, um, um, what's his name, the blue skin guy oh, from... Uh, uh, right. Uh, 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 um, ow! From the old books. Uh, he, yeah. He, oh, Thrawn. Thrawn. Yeah, Thrawn. Yeah, the Thrawn, Thrawn, the Thrawn stuff yeah. in, um, in Rebels. So... I think we're going to see a lot more of that uh, yeah. coming coming soon. Let me ask you this though: like, for, well, first of all, I didn't know any of that. I didn't know the the Oliphant character was an un, or was a known quantity before this. Uh, yeah, this is news to me. But uh, what was I going to say about that? I had a thing to say about that. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I guess I guess what I was going to say is good on them for making this uh, accessible and seem fine without knowing that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't really. No, I didn't know that at all, but there was nothing about that episode that left me scratching my head and going, now what's his origin? Now what? Did mm-hmm. They've done a really good yep. job of saying, hey, there's Esposito with this dark saber. If you've never even heard of that thing, then uh-huh. that's just a cool thing to see him walk out of a ship with. But if you right. know about it, it's even deeper. Like that's a really smart way to play to your fans, but also mm-hmm. not overplay to your fans. You know what I mean? And they did that. They did that again this week in episode two. Because the um, the spider monsters mm-hmm. that are running all over the place were actually part of a um, concept painting that was done for Empire Strikes Back, where those spiders were supposed to be on Dagobah. Yeah, 
And Whoa. so they they just are like, well, here's this really cool design. Let's use it in the TV it, show. It's really cool seeing that original artwork because um, it looks just like the stuff they show at the end of Mandalorian. It's uh -huh. like like the, the the style that painted Ralph yeah, McQuarrie quality. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just so so cool. And um, oh yeah, uh, look at this. I had not seen this. Yeah, so there they I, are. That's what I wanted. I didn't want to say anything about the spider monsters, but since you brought them up, that's what I yeah, remember from I mean, Clone Wars. And yeah, I mean, hey, yeah. this is from Empire. It's not. Back it's not days. plot exactly. It's not plot detail. It's just a oh those things. Yeah, my right, wife had a really two... hard time watching this this episode. She squirmed in the corner she of the chair. Oh yeah. Hated this. yeah, yeah, she did not <laughs> like it. There are two really cool cameos in episode two that many people may not be aware of. Yeah. Uh, there are two rebel pilots in this episode. Oh, uh, yeah. One of them who you only get a really quick glance at, that's Dave Filoni. Mm. He gets to play okay. one of the the, the um, rebel, um, I guess it's now the Alliance fighters or whatever that they're calling themselves. The second one is Appa from Kim's Convenience. Yeah, so people Mr. who are Kim. not watching Kim's Convenience, first of all, stop what you're doing right now and yeah. go and binge all three or four seasons, which are currently on Netflix. Yeah. But um, uh, Paul, and I forget how... Um, I forget his, his last, last name, too. Name. Yeah. He's he is super a huge, cool. He is a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. So much so that he has been doing his own costumes for years. He goes to conventions dressed up in, in uh, the Star Wars gear. And uh, for years, people, once we found out that he was a big fan, people like me say, hey, Lucasfilm, is there any way that you can get uh, Appa into an episode of uh, in the, either Mandalorian or into the movies? And finally, everyone was treated this they week where it. he got to play the other uh, Rebel fighter. Yeah, and he got a really nice speaking role, and it was mm -hmm. really well done. And it's also, for those who didn't know, that wasn't his real accent on Kim's Convenience. It's a little bit right, of a shock right. to your system. He's you know raised in Canada. His parents are Korean. But mm -hmm. he's, he's got this... Uh, this really great delivery. I love that he's he has this role. You see it in a lot of TV shows and movies. It's kind of a trope, but this thing of we didn't see this, we were never here. You know that that yeah. whole vibe. He handles that really well. And the only missed thing they missed on this is the only mistake they made is when they turned around to leave. He should have said, "Okay, see you." He should have said that. <laughs> If he if he had said that, then the Kim's convenience people would have been really happy, uh, but it also would have sounded weird. But anyway, that was awesome, really cool I've, cameo. I've got a little question for you here, and again, not not spoilery, but there's a there's a a scene in um, in this most recent episode that takes place in what I'm guessing to be Beggars Canyon. Oh. Is it Hold on, is the, that the, the one? Was it early? It's still on Tatooine. The beginning scene. That oh, I'm not with, say more yeah, than yeah, that. yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh, you're talking Maybe. about on the, the bike and all the that. The scene that involves yeah. a rope. <laughs> I wonder yes. if that is. Is it? That's they, a great you idea. Hear so much about because I think you see womp rats at the yeah. beginning. Yeah, they sk they skitter out of the way. Mm -hmm. Um, I I didn't even think about that. I mean, that's cool. It wouldn't surprise me. This yeah. this show's all about like. You know, if you don't know, Easter it doesn't matter. Nuts, but if you but, yeah. do know, it's like, oh no way, they put mm -hmm. that in there, and then you're, it's it's a real deft thing they're doing. I I, I love it. I mean, this is Star yeah. Wars to me now. This show, this is just, this is it. Like I don't even care about the last trilogy that much. Um, I love the old stuff, but it, it is what it is, and it stands on its own and whatever. But this is just, this is the future and series like this. In fact, there's a rumor floating around, Stephen, that there's a Boba Fett series spinoff possibility happening. That's what they, that's what they've talked about. I yeah. don't know what the status of that is. You know, we you know, depending on how far they want to go, we could even see a 
a Dr. Afra series come out of this. So that's mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Afra is this comic book series over at Marvel, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool and has a big following. So we can see pretty much anything at this point. You can see that you can um, see the Boba Fett thing spinning out of this. Like, oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Whatever they're going to do this season with uh, that actor toward the end of episode one, which mm-hmm. is kind of a spoiler. But anyway, maybe they've got plans for that. And I'm all in. I'm, I'm all in. This is what I want. Yeah. I don't even need the uh, force. Don't give me the force. I don't care. Just uh, yeah, just, that's fine. If we don't see it, I mean, no guys you know, the, with blasters the kind of exhibit some of that sometimes, but usually it's to get a snack. Apparently in this episode, <laughs> yeah, it is, dude. Oh my gosh! Oh, and another thing that fans may not know, and if you didn't notice, it doesn't matter. But all of those eggs in that container, George Mochi? Lucas, George oh. Lucas uh, testicles. Those are all his testicles. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I his... knew he had like four or five. I didn't know he had that many. Well, some of that may have been CGI replication, but there's uh, at least six gotcha, of those okay. are his. At least yeah. six of them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So he still if, has the other people... eight, so he can still procreate and stuff, but six of them. Oh, are well, that's good. Yeah. If if people want to follow Appa Paul, Sung Hung Young, uh, Sung Kwong Lee, you can follow him at Bitter Asian Dude on Twitter. Yeah. He also has a fantastic YouTube channel where he talks about building some of this stuff and he does a bunch of un- unboxing stuff as well. So you can go follow him. Yeah. He's a YouTube. huge nerd. He's, he's yeah, like yeah. our age and he's just, what a cool dream come true for that guy. I think that's so great. Yep. And also yep, Kim's yep, convenience yep, yep. is much, is a must watch. It's a heart rending, awesome show. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, more great coverage like this at majorspoilers.com. I'm sorry, Comment- no, that's majorspoilerstotallandscaping.com. Oh yeah. Total landscaping. Uh, find him in Philadelphia in the, <laughs> if I was saying on Twitter today, and I really mean this when I say it, if they did a reality show based around the people and the day to day at that place that's taken on making all these stories this week, I would watch that show. And I mean that unsarcastically and wholeheartedly. I would totally watch it because I just love that concept. But man, what a story. That thing just keeps on giving. Every other day, it's like, oh, Here's this other thing we didn't know. That guy's a sex offender that they had at the podium. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there's this other weird thing that happened. I just love that. The Four Seasons thing is the story that just doesn't Oh, I love stop. that. Yeah. Uh, Steven, it's always a pleasure. Uh, anything else you want to mention before we go? I think uh, watch some Star Wars and stay hydrated. That's a good idea. Steven Schleicher, everybody. Major spoilers on Twitter. We'll see you later. All right. Brian, you ready for a Monday morning mashup? Hell, yes, I am. Then here it is. We read it now. Okay. Oh, shit. (laughs) I thought we agreed we wouldn't be naked anymore, but okay. Yeah, you know, it's a special day. Wieners out, everybody. Wieners out. Like NORAD message things and all that. Emergency alert. Emergency (laughs) alert. Stay where you are. Yeah, there's a lot of... Whiskey, Tango, Foxtrot, Rick, Astley, Five, Diner, Niner. Rick Never going to give you up. (laughs) I'd like to think that the cow is the natural predator for the... (laughs) The giant bull python. Here we see a wild cow in the Northern Territory. <laughs> Do you have any underwear, Scott, that would qualify as creepy underwear? No. I mean, I've got some that I have underwear cre- that creeps. I have some that are creeping up. Yeah. <laughs> Get it? Because they're creeping up my butt. Oh, uh, made the joke like half a, half a second before you did. Oh, shoot. But well, that was a very fast Let's look at the tape. Light. Let's look at the tape. Look how fast <laughs> that on-air light came today. It was a quick one. Larry and the legend of the creepy underwear. <laughs> 
by Gary Glitter. I mean, maybe it's a page one. <laughs> you're making the best five out of the two that you're given, yeah. plus the river, the flop, and the uh, the schmangy. The, uh, <laughs> the turn, the river, the the, the, the flop, the, the turn, and the river. No, please change it to schmangy. That's great. The schmangy. The schmangy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's great. She's um, awesome. Forgot her name. Mackenzie. Mackenzie Durringham. Yeah, Mackenzie Durringham. Yep. Yes. She's yeah. the one. There's the ball. Oh, where'd the ball go? Oh, there's the ball. Where'd the ball go? <laughs> I'm hitting the Y. Wait, why am I jumping? If you like a game with a really slong, a slong, a really long, Slonger. slow burn. <laughs> well, that game's got it quite the slong. <laughs> I'm probably the tip guy that starts really? with the tip and then works his way in. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm a... <laughs> I'm one of those guys. I literally just said the words. I'm one of those guys that starts with a tip and works his way in. That's terrible. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that at all. But that's how it came out. We have new background music. New music. Listen to that. Yeah, it's uh, a riff on some Overwatch business there. So very nice, Jamie. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, Brian, we've come to the end. This is the end, my friend. Yeah. The only This is end. the end. This is the end, my only friend. Uh, do you have any uh, anything else going on today you wanted to mention? No, this is uh, this is kind of my my uh, light and easy work day. Getting ready to um, get our first episode of the new season of Soundography out. So Hammond and I are going to be uh, uh, getting that the new season. Uh, started publishing we're actually we're three or four episodes finished recording but you know hammond he likes to get in there and edit and take oh, out yeah. yeah he's into it and errs and uhs and he does a really like good that. job too you know he does he does a great job yeah so a, uh new sound be coming soon and uh other than that just uh a nice a nice monday a nice let's have a nice week scott should we have a nice week i let's have a nice week hands up everyone if you agree rt if you agree retweet it Ask your friend. All right. Well done. I agree. And also, hey, go check us out at patreon.com slash TMS. That's where you support us. You can find us at uh, frogpants.com slash TMS. And as we get closer to the end of the week, I will remind people that next week there are no TMSs. I'll be out of town for uh, six days, seven days, and will not be here uh, as a result. But uh, that doesn't mean that you won't get some stuff on the front and back of that. There'll be some film sack in there. There'll be a little TWBD when I get home. Uh, all sorts of stuff still happening. Just no TMS in the middle of the week because Kim has had enough and we've rented a small place out of the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and unless we just had major, like I was talking at the top of the show, we have a major, you know, freak out here about cases. So unless something changes during the week about travel, we're still planning on it because um, it's cool. just a four hour drive and we don't have to talk to anybody. So we'll see. I don't know. Um, if it changes, we'll let you know. But that's the plan right now. Check us out and uh, let us know what you think over at the site, frogpants.com slash TMS. Send us your email to themorningstream at gmail.com. That is it. Let's get out. Brian, tell us uh, a song. Sing a song. No, play I a will song. Tell us, I will tell you a song. Okay. Tell me a song. <laughs> this one uh, didn't have a birthday or anything request today, so we're going into the Any Day is Fine archives. This one comes to us from Alec, who requested it last month. Hey, yes, uh, South and Bound. I don't have a specific day for this, but I was hoping you could find some non-birthday, non-special event day to play a cover of one of my favorite Canadian folk songs. No, I'm not Canadian. I'm from Jersey. That's it. I'll just go get on my scooter, get a tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch, let the ship's phase or test the ship's phasers a couple times and hope people can definitely see why I like this song. I can definitely Frozen. see why you like it. Let's test the ship's phasers. There. You get two. Well done. Yeah. Frozen yo-yo signed Alec. 
Nice. Uh, this is one we've played before, but it's been years, and um, I love how this one kind of begins all folky, but then gets really, really heavy and uh, and rocking. This is so good. Uh, this is a band called Unleash the Archers with a Canadian song called Northwest Passage, originally done by Stan Rogers. This one came out on their album, their single of the same name. Here is Unleash the Archers and Northwest Passage. See you tomorrow. Uh, for just one time, I would take the Northwest Passage to find the hand of Franklin reaching for the Beaufort Sea. Tracing one warm line through a land so wide and savage and make a Northwest Passage to the sea. Westward from the Davis Strait, tears there it was said to lie. The sea route to the Orient for which so many died. Seeking gold and glory, leaving weathered broken bones and a long forgotten lonely can of stones. I take passage over land In the footsteps of brave Kelso Where his sea of flowers began Watching cities rise before me Then behind me sink again This tardiest explorer driving hard
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I like the f***ing...